The power of emotional intelligence. What is your emotional IQ? You are listening to Psychologically Speaking, a podcast for anyone interested in understanding how psychology applies to everyday life. I'm your host, Dawn Brinkley, and I'm so excited you're hanging out with me today. As a psychology lecturer and enthusiast, it's my job to dispel some of the myths people often have about psychology. As a true psychology nerd, I am defending my favorite subject matter against all false claims. Moving forward, I've added something new to the podcast format by including a psychology myth or science topic at the top of every episode to be revealed at the end of each episode. So you'll want to stick around to find out the answer to the psychology myth or science. Today's psychology myth or science topic, women are more emotional than men. Is that a myth or is it science? Stick around to find out. Now let's dive into our episode. If you asked me, how are you? And I responded, frustrated and anxious. Would this catch you off guard? You're probably thinking, that depends. Do I know you and you're typically a person that's always upbeat and in a good mood? Or are we possibly encountering one another for the first time? Then I might be taken aback that you were so honest with me about your feelings. In today's episode, we're going to talk about emotions, emotional intelligence or EI, and some things you can do to improve your EIIQ. <laughs> Try saying that really fast three times, (laughs) E-I-I-Q. How are you is a simple question to which we typically receive a generic answer, such as good, fine, great. Although the question might seem simple, it's not always easy to give a real answer in describing our feelings. How are you? No, really, listeners. How are you? Can you describe your current emotional state without giving a generic answer, such as happy, angry, or sad? What if my response to you was that I was elated, disgruntled, serene, playful, or discontent? You're probably thinking, who the heck uses those words to describe how they're feeling in everyday conversation? It's not easy, right? We find comfort in not describing or expressing our emotions. The truth is, though, that we need to get comfortable with saying how we truly feel. I know several of us might come from backgrounds where talking about your feelings or your emotions was discouraged, but it's time out for that. We really do need to be more open with how we're feeling. When your emotions are speaking to you loudly, you have to listen to them. According to evolutionary psychology, emotions are a product of evolution and they're meant to help us solve important problems and in essence, allow us to survive. They're instinctual. The Latin 
root word of emotion is mover or to move. Many psychology textbooks discuss emotion and motivation in the same chapter because emotions tend to possess motivational properties. For example, fear might make us run, we might be moved to tears, or happiness moves us to a better performance, to better to achieve better. In addition to being instinctual, emotions arise from our mood. For the longest time, experts believe that as humans, we have six basic emotions. Do you know what those six basic emotions are? They are happiness, sadness, anger, surprise, fear, and disgust. Many psychology books focus mainly on these six emotions because they are six universally recognized emotions and are relatively easy to identify cross-culturally. Facial expressions are said to be the universal language of emotion. More recent research suggests that there are over 20 emotions, including awe and appall. So the next time you're asked, how are you feeling? You might wanna consider painting a more thorough picture of your emotional experience. This will not only help you become better at pinpointing your own emotions, it will also help you become better at recognizing emotions in other people. This brings us to emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is a specific aspect of social intelligence. Emotionally intelligent people tend to be very socially aware as well as self-aware. People who are high in emotional intelligence, they tend to be happier overall. They are, um, they're just better at reading emotional cues. Just think of a friend you know, or maybe you yourself. You know what to say, how to say it, and when to say it. Emotionally intelligent people also tend to be better at overcoming, so they avoid being overcome by depressive moods, anxiety, or anger. People who are low in emotional intelligence, they these are the people that they may have excellent reasoning skills. So think Sheldon Cooper, Big Bang Theory. Yet they might experience repeated failures because they can't effectively tend to their own emotions. They have trouble interpreting other people's emotional responses, and so they're not able to respond appropriately to others' emotions. Managing your emotions then, so this idea of emotional intelligence is critical to fostering good relationships with yourself and others. And so it's essential to understanding the emotions your own emotions and the emotions of others around you. Managing your emotions though, it doesn't mean that you have to be happy all the time. Who's happy all the time, right? And if we do meet someone that's happy all the time, we tend to think they're not very genuine, that there might be something that's um, fake in nature about them. Again, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but it is People do tend to think that it, there's something unnatural about if a person is happy all the time. 
Research shows that negative emotions also serve a purpose. So it's okay for us to experience negative emotions. They help us to recognize when we need extra care or notice when something is not quite right. So we notice that, you know, if we do tend to be in general, a very upbeat person, and we start to repeatedly experience these negative emotions, then that alerts us and we know that we need to check it out. There's also evidence that when people experience negative emotions, they're more likely to um, want to be helpful. They tend to want to get rid of those negative emotions so they'll engage in more altruistic or helpful behaviors. Knowing the importance of emotional intelligence, so being aware of not only your own emotions, but being able to recognize engaged emotions in other people, is there a way, if you're not as skilled at this, that you can improve? Well, there is hope. A large body of research has looked at emotional intelligence, IQ, and most studies indicate that you can become more adept at the basic skills of EI, even if you do not necessarily improve your EIIQ. So this is very similar to you might practice your math skills or become better at solving math problems, but if you take an IQ test after that, you may not necessarily have improved your IQ, but you are better at solving specific types of math problems. Psychologist Mark Brackett the founding director of the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, explains that the key to improving your emotional skills is to gauge your emotions using an acronym that he refers to as RULER. This is a five-step approach to managing your own feelings. Brackett and his team conducted a study of middle school teachers where they, it was an experimental study and they put teachers in either a good mood or a bad mood, depending on what they, what experiences they asked them to recall. So they had them to recall positive classroom experiences versus negative classroom experiences. And then they had these teachers grade the same essay. The findings from the study were that the teachers who were placed or put in a bad mood graded the essay a full letter grade lower than the teachers who had been put in a good mood. When asked, though, whether mood affected their grading decisions, most teachers said that it did not. The big takeaway from this study then is that our emotions can affect us, they can affect our behavior, they can enhance our mood even without our awareness. The Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence has a mood meter app. Yes, there's an app for that. Based on the principles of RULER, which are recognize, understand, label, express, and regulate your emotions. The app is designed to help users identify their current mood, recognize their feelings, and inspect or think about the reasons they are experiencing that mood. Consider how much energy is going into, so how much energy they're expending on that mood. 
and how pleasant or unpleasant the emotion is. I encourage you to try the app. You might learn some things about yourself. You'll get more in tune, see how emotionally aware you are. And you can also see if you're more emotionally intelligent than the average fifth grader. The ruler um, approach was actually implemented among school age children. We know from research that emotions are very complex and even scientists have a hard time agreeing on an exact definition of the word emotion. But we also know that improving your emotional intelligence begins with knowing yourself and interpreting your emotions. You can do things like test your emotional intelligence. Aside from the mood meter app, Berkeley University, they have a great emotional intelligence test. You can find it at greatergood.berkeley.edu, and I can put that link on my blog. The fun thing about that is that you you go through and you recognize facial expressions, so you see how good you are at recognizing facial expressions. The funny thing, oh my gosh, in my psychology courses, there there is a young lady in there and one of the expressions she's displaying is flirtatiousness. There are always, like the guys always want to say that that face is expressing desire. And it's just a small percentage. So for example, one of my results I was viewing, it showed that 5% of the guys said it was desire, but 0% of the women said it was desire. And it always ends up that way. Like there's always a high, the percentage of guys, there's always some percentage but never, none of the women ever say that that flirtatious um, <laughs> facial expression is desire. So get it together, men. That is a good transition into um, today's psychology myth or science topic. Women are more emotional than men. Is that a myth or is that science? What are the findings? Both men and women tend to believe that women are more emotional than men. However, there are very few studies that show that we differ, so the sexes differ, either in frequency or intensity of the emotional experience. Now, we do differ in our expression of emotion, so there are sex differences in how emotion, how we express our emotions. Women tend to be more emotionally expressive than men. Women are more at ease expressing their feelings and thinking about our emotions and recalling emotional experiences. So there is that difference in expression, but as far as our experiences or you know intensity, we don't we do not see those differences. So there you go. That is a myth. I will close with this. Learn to manage, not avoid your feelings. When you're unaware of your feelings, they can dictate your behavior for good or bad. In the words of Kit Ramsey from Eddie Murphy's movie, Bowfinger, you've got to K-I-T, keep it together. When you feel yourself spiraling out of control, K-I-T, keep it together. Consider this, knowing others is wisdom, knowing yourself is enlightenment. Lao Tzu, Chinese philosopher, 
That concludes this episode of Psychologically Speaking. Be sure to visit my blog at drbmindful.com for some useful self-help tips and highlights of the podcast episodes. Invite a friend to listen. I welcome your suggestions and feedback to be emailed to dawnb at drbmindful.com or you can post them using the contact me link on the blog. As always, thanks for hanging out with me today.